0: Hello everybody, this is Father Matt, and our Gospel for today is taken from Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount. The fathers of the Church see Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount as the new Moses, who gives us the new law, which perfects and fulfills the old. Jesus pretty much tells us this in the Gospel. He says, I didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets, but rather to fulfill them. And he goes on to tell us, Whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. There are a lot of different things we could talk about with with this gospel. Whenever I I have this gospel, I, I almost always take the opportunity to point out that it very clearly shows us Jesus isn't against the law. By that I mean Jesus is not anti-law. Now he actually raises the bar in terms of what the law requires if we continue reading in chapter 5. And I mentioned this point for several reasons, because people can often have this idea of Christ uh, as what Trent Horn, a Catholic apologist, calls a non-judgmental buddy. Uh, I preached on that uh, when we had this gospel several weeks ago on a Sunday. But another reason Uh, is that we so often have the wrong perspective on God's law, on his commandments, on the church's moral teaching. We uh, tend to think of them as, as arbitrary, or we think of God's laws and commandments as keeping us from what we really want to do, from what would really make us happy. And we also, in 2020, we tend to see law as something opposed to freedom. In reality, I I think a proper understanding of freedom helps us understand the new law Christ gives us in the Sermon on the Mount. Today, we we think of freedom as a license to do what I want. But classically, freedom has not been understood as a license to do what I want. Rather, it's been seen as a capacity to do what I ought. I'll, I'll say that again. Freedom is not a license to do what I want. It is capacity to do what i ought let me use an analogy here let's say i have a a brand new diesel engine chevy truck and i open the user manual and it says diesel fuel only then i take off the gas cap and it says diesel fuel only and after a while this really starts to bother me i say to myself who does chevy think they are to tell me what I can use, what what kind of fuel I can use or or can't with my truck. I'm not going to live by Chevy's rules. I will determine for myself what fuel I will put in my own truck. And then let's say I go and put unleaded fuel in my truck. Well, what will happen? What will happen is the engine's ruined, most likely. So am I more free for Doing whatever I want, or less. I'm less free. I would be more free if I had lived by Chevy's quote-unquote rules. But there's more to this analogy, though. Chevy made the truck and the engine and made it for diesel fuel. Chevy wasn't making some arbitrary rule when it said unleaded uh, when it said diesel fuel only. No, it was uh, that quote-unquote rule, is connected to the very nature, if you will, of the truck. So too it is with divine law and natural moral law. God made us. and the law, The laws he gives us, they're given for our flourishing. They aren't arbitrary rules meant to keep us from doing what will really make us happy. On the contrary, the law of God is rooted and grounded in human nature, the human nature God gave us. His laws are given for our ultimate happiness. This is something that we've really lost in the modern world. You know, if you go back to St. Thomas Aquinas, you read the Summa Theologica, when he gets to the section on morality, he begins with the question, what is happiness? Because morality is seen as essentially connected to human happiness. And by happiness here, I don't mean a base fulfillment of our desires, but rather beatitude. The fulfillment of the end for which we are created. Interestingly, the idea that following God's law leads to this ultimate and lasting fulfillment, beatitude, is found in the very first psalm. Blessed is the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor lingers in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of scorners, but whose delight is the law of the Lord and who ponders His law day and night. Blessed. Beatitude, the ultimate happiness we are created for, the ultimate happiness we are all looking for, whether we know it or not. We can begin to find it or we can set out on the the path that uh, ends there uh, by loving and living the law Christ revealed in its fullness. So since we all have some extra time on our hands right now, let's resolve to ponder his law day and night.